The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Monday, I don't want to say it's the danger zone, but, you know, it it might be. There's some pretty interesting topics this morning. I'm Janet Rose. Hope you had a great weekend, did you? I hope so. Uh, Mine was eventful, for sure. I'll be telling you more about that a little bit uh, later on this morning. That was Love Cannon, by the way. Love them. All acoustic 80s. What? What? You love Love Cannon. I do. I do. They're one of the few groups I go see regularly, for sure. Uh, it is Monday. Does Here's it your... explode with oh, love? My Lord. You you do started not start the pun. With me. I did you, not. You that said you not love Love Cannon. It's close That's enough not for a me. Pun. There's nothing punny about it. All right. Thought of the day. Push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Although I may give you a good shove a little bit later on uh, this morning. Push yourself because nobody is going to do it for you. 434-248-0704. That's our text number. And I hope you're going to use it because we're going to ask you a Mind Jam trivia. It is National Fraud Awareness Day. How convenient is that during election week? I think it's pretty convenient. Uh, We want to know in the past year, what is the most prevalent scam out there? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Is it phishing scams? Is it romance scams? Or is it social media scams? It's National Fraud Awareness Week. We want to know, in the past year, what is the most prevalent scam out there? Is it phishing scams, romance scams, or is it social media scams? Text us your guess, 434-248-0704. On this day in history, in 1956, the biblical film, The Ten Commandments, directed by Cecil B. DeMille, starring Charlton Heston and Yul Brynner, it opens in the U.S. Those who will not live by the law shall die by the law. The Ten Commandments. They used to play that every year at Easter. Just... Yeah, every year you got to see the Ten Commandments. Uh, In 1977, Ed Koch is elected the mayor of New York City. It's his first term. Of course, he was known for the, how am I doing? He was that guy. In 1990, musician Chris Isaac releases his single, Wicked Game. He also had a little cameo on Friends, which I particularly enjoyed. It's not your fault. No. What? I'm sorry. What's wrong with that? Um, I think you what? might want to like pick a more masculine note. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It worked for him, Phoebe. It worked really well for him, actually. Uh, in 2018, CNN correspondent Jim Acosta's White House clearance is revoked after continuing to cre- question President Donald Trump 
while an intern tried to wrestle the microphone from him. That was an exciting moment. Uh, we got some birthdays today. Is it your birthday? If it is, you share it with the Food Network bad boy himself, Gordon Ramsay. He turns 56. Garrett! Go. Keith and Garrett, they've just got all quiet. None of you are working as a team. Where's the lamb sauce? Come on, man. I just need a... This the lamb Where's sauce? the lamb Where's sauce? The lamb sauce? Right. That's my favorite line It's now. raw. Where's the lamb sauce? That's what I'm going to start saying whenever I get angry in the kitchen. Where's it's... the lamb sauce? You also got to throw in, it's raw. It's bloody raw. <laughs> Oh, Lordy, you got to love you some Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Alfre Woodard is having a birthday today. She is turning 70 years old and apparently does not love Halloween. Who knew? <laughs> now, Alfre, Halloween, is it a big day for you? Do you look forward to it? Uh, I hate it. Thank you. <laughs> it is the worst Hey, at least she knows what she likes and what she doesn't like. She says she hates it. Uh, another birthday today, and you know you had his poster on your wall, ladies. I'm pretty sure you did. Leif Garrett is turning 61 years old today. Now, I didn't have his picture on my wall, but my she loved Life Garrett. Uh, Courtney Thorne Smith is also having a birthday today. She is turning 55 years old. Wonderful actress there. Uh, and we also have Bonnie Raitt having a birthday today. Bonnie Raitt is turning 73 years old. rate 73 years old today and still sounding pretty stinking fantastic uh our mind jam trivia let's get back to that real quick it is national fraud awareness week and we want to know in the past year what is the most prevalent scam out there we want to know if it was phishing scams romance scams or social media scams this weekend my uh, my cousin got a call because we had a, a girls weekend that kind of went horribly wrong at the end. But anyway, um, and she was getting a, a phone call from someone wanting to know why she was calling them. Well, she hadn't been calling them because we had been there with her the whole time. And I guess they cloned her number or something. So it was very weird. But she's trying to convince this person, I have not been calling you. I can assure you I haven't called you. So... I don't know. Most people are guessing social media scams. I, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty prevalent out there. Uh, but it, and it is one of them: phishing scams, romance scams, or social media. We'll have the answer coming up for you in uh, in just a little bit. Some of the topics we're going to be talking about this morning: uh, why Americans are so upset with a two-party system. Oh, Johnny says, "Oh, Biden scam." Well, yes, that is true appropriate i guess with the that topic i just mentioned uh we're going to be taking a look at the tuesday political forecast for sure um quite a few stories nationally uh trump 
kind of not sitting well with a lot of folks uh, when he uh, took on DeSantis and started kind of trashing him a little bit over the weekend. Um, we're going to take a look at the midterm election predictions. Apparently, in most cases, it is super, super tight. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. And it looks like Cher has a new boyfriend. And guess what? He's, it's not me. It's not, Well, <laughs> he's not much older than you, though. I will say that. <laughs> We've got that going on. Uh, we also have North Korea in the news. Um, yeah, that's not good. They're saying the missile tests were practiced for hitting U.S. targets. Just came right out and said it. So there we go. More saber rattling all over. Uh, we got that going on. So I said that something went wrong this weekend. Um, I get a phone call. We went on the Virginia Dare on Saturday night, which was a lot of fun because now they do uh, the Christmas cruises and they've already started doing those. And all these boats are surrounding you and they're decorated for Christmas. And they've really done a great job decorating them. So you're on the Virginia Dare and you're doing your dinner and all that. And then you look out on the water and you see all the Christmas lights and stuff. And it was it was fun. Santa and Mrs. Claus were there. Also fun. So I get home. My Mark calls me and says, okay, I've got not great news. He broke his ankle while I was away. Broke it. Looking for a deer at nine o'clock at night. Just broke his ankle. And he's like, well, I don't think I broke it. I said, you literally said you heard what sounded like a twig snapping and injured your ankle. What do you what else do you think it could be? So that's how I spent my yesterday. So is he doing okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing as well as you can do with a broken ankle, I guess. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long month for us all. Let's just say he's got a got a big old boot on. Hopefully, everything's gonna be it's as good as it could possibly be. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, how about that? We'll go with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was a uh, again the weekend didn't end exactly like I thought it was going to, but. That's okay. Hey, we're going to be back with the uh, answer with trivia coming up here on the Morning Jam. I just lose my nerve as I'm done from the start. Every little thing she does is magic. Everything she does just turns me on. And listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Janet Rose, that's the chairman of the board. That's your uh, your clue for your answer for your Mind Jam trivia. We ask you about National Fraud Awareness Week, and we wanted to know in the past year what is the most prevalent scam out there? Fishing scams, romance scams, or social media scams? The answer, of course, was phishing scams. That's the most prevalent form of scams out there. So, uh, of course, with these scams, the user or sometimes even a bot 
or are given instructions to intimidate another person or official organization and they just kind of throw everything out there and see you know what what clicks um they can impersonate your boss or a family member and they try to trick you into giving them details or sometimes sending money uh other attacks out there ransomware attacks that's why you need to go see colt at we fix super computers and make sure you're all up to date on that uh business email compromises and exploitation very uh, common payment information fraud when people put in their payment information online you've got to make sure that it's got that little lock next to it and that it's a secure uh, area that you're doing that uh, online government assistance fraud that has become huge especially since the pandemic and now with the uh, school loan programs that's there's a lot of that going on uh, online B2B fraud is big business and it's and that's a growing one and some cyber criminals are wanting to get on that uh, they're a little less common now but they can cripple or even shut down a business if it occurs successfully and then of course the romance scams are very very popular uh, where they prey on usually older folks get preyed on with this one but not always Sometimes it's uh, it's younger folks, too. So you also have the get-rich-quick schemes, the social media fraud, cybersecurity fraud, and it is uh, National Fraud Awareness Week. I'm going to put a link up to this story so you can kind of take a look and see where all the latest frauds are. But not only that, we also have um, our area Better Business Bureau. They do a good job at keeping track of the scams that are happening right where we are so keep that in mind so why are americans upset with the two-party system my question for you this morning is do you really feel represented by either party i'd like to know what your thoughts are on that we're going to take a listen to some trace over here shaking his head i can shake my head too i don't i don't ever put a party affiliation Next, although I end up voting for, for one because they share my values more than the other one, we're going to take a look a little bit later and see, is there any way that we could even get out of the two-party system? A lot of people are wanting to, but they've made it very difficult to make that an effective option. FBI is warning about criminals using ride shares to abduct children. The FBI cited one case where a minor woke up in a strange home miles from his destination. They're carrying out a disturbing trend where they're using ride-sharing vehicles to abduct minors. The uh, 15-year-old girl who was a victim of an attempted abduction said in 2019, it affected my school life, my friends, my family. It's had such a negative impact on me. Everywhere I go, I feel scared, but I am much more aware of my surroundings now, she said. The teenager recounted that she had frequently used ride-sharing services in the New York area. Not uncommon for young people, not at all. But in the summer of 2019, an Uber driver picked her up and tried to abduct her. The Nassau County District Attorney's Office said at the time, the driver tried to force her to go to her home where he intended to sexually assault her. Now the FBI is warning that similar incidents are becoming a trend across the country. And they want public service announcements to make Americans aware of this. 
Since the onset of COVID-19, law enforcement received several reports of rideshare services being used to facilitate child abduction. The federal agency says the criminals are using the rideshare due to the lower likelihood of detection and the ease of facilitation. You know, initially when they started doing these rideshare programs, they didn't even have to have a sticker in uh, in their window or anything. They could have like a piece of paper. It's something that could easily be duplicated. Uh, they are getting a little better about that now. Uh, other modes of transportation were used during the pandemic. The privacy of rideshare services allow criminals to uh, uh, steal the witnesses' identification that uh, is afforded to them, the FBI stated. And they specifically pointed to one incident this year where a 16-year-old Texas boy who requested an Uber ride found himself abducted. He had ordered a Uber, uh, an Uber for roughly a 20-mile trip and was offered something to drink during the ride. He then woke up later in the day 31 miles from his destination, he fled the property to a nearby home and alerted authorities. Guys, talk to your teenagers. I w- Normally, I would say, especially the girls, but obviously the boys, too. Don't take anything that is offered to you to drink by a stranger. Don't do that. I was in Mexico with my daughter, and and I was very specific with her. You drink, because everybody's offering you everything in Mexico. You can just walk down the streets, and they're offering you, you know, little beers and tequila and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, don't you drink that. Yeah, I mean, if they're popping the top off of the, the little tiny Mexican beer, whatever. But they were, and she's a beautiful girl, so they were offering her tequila left and right Uh, another case by the fbi the child was abducted in mexico city in february the seven-year-old boy's father asked a rideshare driver to make a pit stop at a flower stand when he got out of the vehicle the driver just left with the child he was recovered when he called his mother from the car (laughs) he didn't even call his dad it's like he's already screwed up i'm gonna call mom this time and then rideshare services uh, have are continuing to explode with popularity and um, and they're getting stories everywhere from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, a, another Lyft driver said that they yell and scream for you to give you uh, their kids a ride when, when some of us do. they uh, we say the parent can ride with the kid, but they can't be alone and then they get yelled at for that. <laughs> so if that happens, now you know why that's happening. They don't want to, be responsible for that. We got to have some common sense, folks. Be aware of that. Talk to your kids. But people don't have that anymore. I know. It's gone far, far away. Hey, Niecy Payne is on the way. She's going to have our local headlines. <clears throat> Craig County Schools will be closed due to a number of staff illnesses. Lynchburg police are investigating a malicious wounding incident that occurred on Saturday night. <clears throat> And then, of course, tomorrow is Election Day. Are you guys, uh, are you excited? What is your gut telling you about Election Day? Hmm. Uh, We're getting some text in already about the two-party system. We said we were going to talk about that, why people are so upset with the two-party system. 
I'd love for you to call and talk about that, especially as we get out of break. 866-916-3776 is our number. Uh, one texter said it hasn't made any difference regarding what party was in charge for the last 50 years. Most bills put before Congress are written by some lobby group. To keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome is lunacy. All right. Well, I guess there's some fairness to that. And then another listener said, uh, oh, she said she just sent you a story about a teenager jumping out of a Lyft driver's car. Now, where did that one take place, Teresa? Was that locally or? Hmm. And we also have a story out of Stewart's Draft, Virginia, which isn't very far away from us at all. A story that's making national news right now after a, uh, and I don't know why it's just now making national news, I guess because election day is coming up, about a pastor who did an anti-Trump sermon. And then after that happened, he, uh, he was axed like two days later. They got rid of him. So we'll take a listen to that, too, and see what your opinions are on that. In the meantime, Nisi Payne's on the way. Thanks so much for listening to The Morning Jam. Hope you're having a great morning so far. Every time that I come near her, I just lose my nerve as I'm done from the start. Every little thing she does is magic. Everything she do just turn me on. Even though my life before was It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Well, good Monday morning. Areas of dense fog are likely across some of our hometowns this morning. We'll see overnight low temperatures on the mild side, upper 50s and low to mid 60s. And warming up today, well into the 70s, if not the lower 80s with decreasing cloud cover. And as we head toward Tuesday, much cooler temperatures waking up to overnight lows generally into the low to mid 40s. And for election day, we'll see highs generally into the 60s with a good deal of sunshine. Currently 66 with some light rain in Lynchburg, 65 in Cloudy in Bedford. We have uh, in Roanoke, 66 degrees uh, and a little bit of rain, a lot of cloudiness going on in that area as well. Um, we also have a special weather advisory for the Roanoke and Salem uh, area as they've got some dense fog. It is patchy in that area, but they do have that in uh, Roanoke and Salem. Danville has 64 degrees with cloudy conditions, and then it's 65 for Appomattox with some light rain expected over the next hour. Amherst also has some fog this morning and 67 degrees. Our number is this, 866-916-3776. I had my phone light up some this weekend over some folks sending me the story about former President Donald Trump kind of being ugly to Governor Ron DeSantis. He, uh, Gave DeSantis, of course, you know, his famous nicknames. He gave DeSantis the nickname Ron DeSanctimonious on Saturday. Critics say that the mockery undermines GOP unity as the midterms approach. Some right-wing figures who normally defend Donald Trump 
are now slamming him for mocking Ron DeSantis. I want to know what you think about Trump rocking, uh, mocking Ron DeSantis as uh, as the midterms are going to be taking place tomorrow. Do you think that was okay? Do you think that was in poor taste? 866-916-3776. Now, I know I've got some pretty, pretty blind uh, Trumpers out there who don't think he can do much wrong. So I'm curious as to what you think about that. Was it okay for him to call him Ron DeSantimonious or was that tacky? Of course, you know what I think because, you know, I don't like it when he does stuff like that. So uh, I will tell you this. The left does a much better job at supporting their own, even if they don't like each other. They do that. I think Trump sees DeSantis as a genuine threat to his nomination in 2024. And I think he's acting like a big old baby. That's what I think. So there you go. Uh, Americans are upset with the two-party system. Are you one of them? Uh, Leia texted tacky for sure. Okay, I agree with that. Y'all call me and tell me what you think. I like it when you text, but I prefer it when you call. 866-916-3776. Americans are upset with the two-party system. There's no doubt about it. Particularly young Americans do not like it. Here's a little bit from a special report on CBS. Put into two teams competing for an hour resources. We engage in high levels of demonization. When there's more sides and more possible coalitions, we can govern ourselves much more successfully. But that's not as easy as it sounds. There's structural obstacles as far as building up their campaign finance apparatus, getting on the ballot, getting included in debates. There's a role for for third parties in our system, but generally speaking, if you have too many, you can end up with a very incoherent, hard to uh, control politics. And in that case, voters get very upset because then they feel like really nobody's listening to them. So should the U.S. consider moving on from a two-party system? And what kind of changes would it bring? There are a lot of people out there who don't consider themselves Republican or Democrat. There's some people out there who call themselves libertarians. Uh, the Tea Party was very popular, at least there for a while. Uh, you would you would hear you know people talking about about the Tea Party, um, but by and large, you've got the two party system. And I've always hesitated to vote for a third party because. I, I felt like that there was just no way I was throwing my vote away because there was no way it was going to win. Uh, we've got a caller. Let's uh, go to the calls now. Are you calling about uh, Trump's behavior over the weekend or about the two-party system? They oh. hung up. Okay. Got to call back. 866-916-3776. Uh, Teresa says, if DeSantis runs, I will vote for him. Trump should never have gone after a good conservative. I love most of Trump's policies, but he is ruining his own future. And back to the calls now. Good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. Hi. Good morning. We can hear you. We can hear you. Can you not hear us? Well, happy Monday to me. All right. Let's try again. Another call. Good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. <laughs> oh. I punch him through. 
Okay. Well, maybe we need to, maybe it's the phone like it was the last time? I think it is. Okay. Well, let's see if we can fix that because it doesn't do any good for me to ask for the calls if we can't put them through. Not that that's your fault. All right. So we'll see if we can get that fixed. In the meantime, we'll go back to this. Um, With the polarization that we're seeing in America in the two-party system, there are people out there that are hopeful that we will be able to make changes in the future. Here's a little bit more from that. The discontent with the two-party system is most likely to express itself when there is discontent with the presidential nominees of the two major political parties. I think it's a clear solution to many of the problems that we complain about in our democracy and many of the problems that are really threatening the foundations of our democracy. And it makes so much sense that it's hard for me to see how it won't eventually become the new way in which we do politics in this country. So a lot of people do think that that's a a possibility. Um, I don't know that I that I agree with that, but I can understand why people are hopeful because it does seem to be we have two sides pitted against one another. Uh, But. Even if we try to do that, there are definitely going to be some hurdles there. The likelihood of a third party uh, appearing for a sustained period of time is probably fairly small. There's structural obstacles as far as building up their campaign finance apparatus, getting on the ballot, getting included in debates. The two parties, having become so dominant as a mechanical result of these rules, have designed a political system that supports two parties. So there's institutional lock-in taking place as well. New York, for example, raised the signature gathering requirements for third parties to an obscene, absurd amount. You've got to collect like 45,000 signatures that all have to be perfectly verified within six weeks. Our gubernatorial candidate, Larry Sharp, really worked so hard and he turned in what we believe are the right amount of signatures and the state still threw it out. So even the people who jump through the hoops and play the games, uh, they still kick them out because I think ultimately the two-party folks, they don't want another party to rise up. Now, there are some folks saying there is one way for those in those parties to actually save the two-party system, and that is, I don't know, to govern the way that they're supposed to. Looking at the past 20 years... Although you can list progress in a number of areas, the balance sheet, I think, has not been that great. And so uh, the two-party system is strong in the United States when American citizens believe that the two parties, either working with each other or against each other, have somehow managed to produce good government. And good government has been undersupplied. My main advice for people if they're not happy with the two parties is to find whichever one of their local parties they they feel closest to and really get involved in that party and, you know, shape its perspective, whether they want to see it be more moderate or more ideological, just more active. You got to start somewhere. And that's really the place where people can have the most kind of personal influence to really do something and to really think about representing the concerns of people like them so there you go i thought it was uh, a good 
comment on the whole two-party thing. Uh, I think the phones are fixed now. I think Trey's been able to fix them. Uh, 866-916-3776. Give us a call back. Let me see if we can get your phone calls through. Uh, We were asking you about the two-party system, but also your thoughts on Donald Trump's behavior this weekend toward Ron DeSantis. Did you think that that was okay? A lot of people do not uh, like it. Uh, Gizmo says he thinks it's typical politics when you've got people uh, having an eye for being the next president. Um, that's kind of where they they want to go in that way. So um, we're going to put you uh, we're going to put you on <laughs> on the on the line. We hope. Who do we have? Say his name. He just okay. wanted to talk. All right. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hey, good morning. This is Chase. How you doing today? Hi, Chase. I'm doing great. I'm glad the phones are working. So, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I called a couple times. I was like, fine. Uh? I guess Trump's blocking the line, so I can't talk. <laughs> or Elon. Um, <laughs> we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, one or the other. It could go either uh, way. Well, I was... Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was disappointed, actually. To, you know, um... I'm from California. I've been a lifelong Democrat, and honestly, it was uh, Trump's election uh, the, that, or, or his emergence on the scene, actually, that pulled me away from the Democrat Party. Um, and, 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 and why into was the Republican that? Party. What? 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 Honestly, a lot of it was because there, there was there was some eye opening when the more I listened to him, because I'm, I'm I'm I think I'm a fair enough person that I I will listen. You know, mm-hmm. to all sides. I, I, I'm fine with engaging in, in fair and honest debate. Good. And the more that my friends were like, oh, this guy's this, this guy's this, he's just, and I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, <laughs> he's blustery. He's kind of a blowhard in, 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 in a lot of ways. Probably but, wouldn't want to have dinner I mean, with him. He's not, I mean, well, right, you know, but there's, there's like, I mean, a lot, so a lot of the accusations against him and things like that were making me have to look deeper. And then the more I debated with my other Democratic friends, the more I realized that, you know, I, I don't really think this is where I actually belong anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and um, migrated into, you know, the, the, the happier red shores of the Republican Party, and I've been happy here. But with that, the, his, his behavior on a social level... Like, right. the things that he said about, you know, uh, Governor DeSantis, and stuff, it's just, it's that yucky. kind of stuff has got to stop. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 uh, it's unbecoming. Yeah, I used to tell everybody, so, um, uh, I, I, I served in the United States Marine Corps. It is difficult for me to lambast my president, my commander. Sure. Um, and it, although I, I bet Biden's it, it made is, it easier, it is, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I went from Trump where I had to bite my tongue hard to, with, with his behavior to Biden where I just bit my tongue off. I, I, right, I can't exactly. even <laughs> right. hold it in anymore, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, but the, the, the office of the president is it, it, it comes with a great sense of honor. And, and it needs to be respected. And I don't know, I don't know that Mr. Trump has that, you know, I don't think he has that kind of, and people dismiss us, oh, it's a New York thing. Or that, no. But it's, 
I don't care where you're from or who you are. There's a certain civility, a, a degree of honor that comes with the presidency that I don't think he expresses. I don't think he embodies that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that mess. And honestly, honestly, I think that's why, I think that's why you had such a hard turnout against him was, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the press was there on, they jumped on everything. They overblow everything. Yes. But they didn't like he him. gave yeah. them the opportunity. Yeah, he did. You know, and I'll tell you something else. And I have friends of mine that are, that, like you said, they're, they're, they're pure red meat Trump, you know, supporters. Right. He can do no wrong. I, I have friends like this too. And I'll tell you, the 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 conversation with them mostly is yeah but we need a strong president but i'm like these bully tactics mm-hmm. this ridicule this is not strength this is weakness this is what cowards do and i tell you i i've got people that are ready to you know go you know throw blows with me over that i'm with you um, i get the same but, thing but it, but it's true we see it on the playground all the time we raise our children to to know that bullies are generally cowards they just you know and so that kind of bully attitude, and especially against DeSantis, just means he sees DeSantis as a threat. Um, I, I think the DeSantis thing was, was one too far. I really think it was a step too far because um, I think a lot of people see DeSantis as a legitimate hopeful for the next election. So we'll see how it plays out. Chase, thanks for calling in this Absolutely. morning. I hope it's not the, the last time you'll call. I enjoyed the conversation. As did I. All right, you guys have a wonderful day today. Thanks. Be blessed. You too. You too. Eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. We'll be back with Five and Dine coming up on the Morning Jam. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, and they're working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, one of the things they do at FNL that I love is they make delicious sausages in house. This is a recipe that could really use one of uh, FNL's offering. It's a, a savory Italian tart. This is great as an appetizer or a, as a, a dinner. Just serve it up with a nice side salad and you're ready to go. It's super easy to put together, too, and here's why. You're going to start with a package of refrigerated puff pastry dough. Or you could even use uh, like a roll of uh, crescent rolls and use those in the bottom as well. Preheat your oven to 425 and roll out that puff pastry on a floured surface into a, a circle about 13 inches wide. And then you're going to press it into an 11 inch tart pan. Place a piece, piece of foil sprayed with nonstick cooking spray over the dough and then fill it with dried beans or pie beads, which are the little, little uh, ceramic ones. And you're going to bake it in the oven for eight, about eight minutes, maybe nine, until golden brown. And then while that's going on, you're gonna cook your sausage. I like to use Italian sausage with this in a large skillet over moderately high heat, breaking it up as it cooks until the sausage is no longer pink. And then you're going to drain it well and then transfer it to a large bowl where you're gonna add in tomatoes, some garlic, basil, pepper, salt, and you're gonna put in your cheeses, some shredded Parmesan, and a little bit of uh, shredded cheddar. 
Then in a separate bowl, whisk together your eggs, some cream and milk together, combine it, mix it well, then pour that into the baked shell and uh, you're gonna bake it an additional 15 minutes and then you're gonna reduce the temperature and finish it off. You need to remove it from the oven and let it cool for about 10 minutes before you cut it. That way it'll hold together really beautifully. It's also great the next day. It is a savory Italian tart. And if you wanna see the full recipe, all you have to do is go online to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find that recipe and all the recipes that we share here on The Morning Jam. All right, so uh, we wanted to thank Chase for calling us a few minutes ago. Uh, Chase said he was raised in California. He was raised a Democrat, and it was only after Trump came on the scene that he considered moving to the Republican Party. And he was saying that he has some uh, friends who are just die-in-the-wool Trumpers and think he can do no wrong. Now, some of you took issue with that and said um, did you ever meet somebody who really thought that Trump could do no wrong I won't they won't come out and say Trump can do no wrong but I do have friends who make excuses for everything he does even when he's behaving badly they will make excuses or they'll try to dismiss it and say yes but look what he did over here um, so I do have friends who do that. And then I had a texter who said, Trump grew up in downtown New York City. That's the way they act. I refuse. I don't believe that. I do not believe everybody who grew up in New York City is just an a-hole. I won't go there. The DeSantis thing, he was just being a butt with that because he feels threatened by DeSantis. DeSantis is well-loved. He has come out very well with the whole, um, you know, COVID and all that. He managed it beautifully. He probably reminds him a little bit of a younger version of himself. And I don't think he liked it. We're going to the phones. Good morning. You're on the morning, Jan. Hi, Keith. Hi. How are you, Jan? I'm all right. I I know you're short on time. I just want to say Trump is his own worst enemy. I'm a Mm -hmm. staunch Trump supporter, but I know people who are who didn't vote for him last year in or 2020 because of his mouth. He yeah. just shoots it off like a five-year-old. Right. And, uh, I mean, and I think that's, what that's got it, him. so I won't take your time. No, you're fine. You've got yeah. time. You're okay. Um, I, but I think you're um, right. I think he, he is the one that hurts himself. He won't let oh, anybody yeah. else defend and used, him. And it used to be that we hold our nose to vote and have to pick between the Republican and Democrat because um, we didn't find either of them. And we voted for the lesser of two evils. Right. Now we've got somebody with a great platform, but again, we're holding our nose because he is, I hate to say it, but it's such a jerk. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, you're right, Keith. I, I agree. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. We appreciate you Thank listening. Thank you. Thanks. I, I think he is sharing the views of many people actually. We've got your headlines coming up here on the Morning Jam with Bill Trefiro on the way, and we have CBS News coming up as well.
You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.